0: need an attitude of prayer. Holy and gracious God, I thank you for this day that you have given us and called it good. Lord, I thank you so much for the resurrection day and what it means to us. Lord, as we ponder what it means to us this morning, may the words in my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. We pray this in your name. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen. <laughs> We made it to Easter morning. Today we woke up and we greeted the morning with excitement for a fun day ahead of us. And over the last week as I was preparing for this day, um, Andrew and I had some fun this week reminiscing over Easter's gone by and uh, sharing some of our favorite memories. For example, I remember when I was a kid, and I would look forward to waking up on uh, Sunday to find out what the Easter bunny left behind. However, as I got a little bit older, the bunny got a little bit meaner and clever, <laughs> and decided to hide my basket somewhere in the house for me to go find. If you know me, you, you know what's going <laughs> If you know me, I'm not a morning person, <laughs> I just wanted my basket and my candy and to be left alone. I didn't want to look for it after being up since 5 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Um, Now, as an adult, I wake up excited on Easter morning for a day spent with family. And today we are going to my parents' house. And no offense to all of you who cook, I'm sure you're very good, but my mom makes the best ham dinner with ham gravy. I mean, literally the best ham gravy in the world. I pour that gravy on my sweet potatoes, my mashed potatoes, my ham, my green beans, until the plate is a literal soup bowl, okay? (laughs) I have no shame when it comes to ham gravy. Andrew can tell you. (laughs) As a mom, I look forward to the memories I make with my kids on Easter now, and I enjoy when they wake up in the mornings, and find out what the Easter Bunny left them. And do you want to show them today what the Easter Bunny left you? Yes. Yeah, what did they get you? I had the... Pokemon. A Pokemon plushie? And Hannah, what did the Easter Bunny get you today? An Eevee. An Eevee. Yep, it's another Pokemon plushie. So. It's another Pokemon plushie. This one, that one, that one. One, two, one, two, one. Yep. So we had, we had a lot of fun with that this morning. I also enjoy watching them go on Easter egg hunts and uh, Easter basket hunt, which was yesterday. As a Christian, though, I wake up excited on Easter for the sunrise service. Growing up, oh, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, the picture up there. That's last year's picture. Um, I wish I could show you this morning's picture, but yeah, it's always a beautiful view every year we go up. Um, it's my favorite service all year. Growing up, I used to go to the sunrise service uh, back home and uh, we would get there literally before the sun rose. Um, There was no time for the service. It was literally, you just checked the weather the day before. What time was the sun going to come up and you were just there half an hour early. (laughs) And we had a really big bonfire and it was by uh, a little pond and it was just a really favorite Easter memory. And, and like I said, though, I, I know that I'm not a morning person, right? But I really do look forward to these sunrise services. Although the night before, and last night's no different, I did have nightmares that I had overslept <laughs> and had uh, missed his sunrise service. So. But they're always great. I love being able to gather together with people, um, especially going outside for a sunrise service, to gather together in darkness to be out in the cold air, um, it's like we're walking with the first people who witnessed the resurrection. And I think that's why it's so powerful to us. We join in spirit with the first witnesses to the resurrection, the women. In all four gospel accounts, it's the women who witness and tell the story of the resurrection. Now, the Gospels differ in which women were there at the tomb, but for our passage today from Luke's Gospel, he writes that it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and some other unnamed women with them as well. They witness the empty tomb. They run back to the other disciples to tell them the story of the empty tomb and an angel announcement. But of course... The men didn't believe the woman. (laughs) Peter at least went to go investigate for himself, but he still didn't believe the woman, even though he found the tomb empty, and he just walked away wondering what had happened. But if there is one story we should believe, it's the woman. Because when all the other disciples, the men disciples, ran away, The woman stayed with Jesus. It was the woman that followed him to the cross. It was the woman who took his body down and laid it in the tomb. They are the ones that had the story to tell. That even though they saw Jesus die on the cross, they were the first to see Jesus alive, and they wanted to tell everyone the good news, but no one wanted to believe them. Like the men, the woman woke up that Easter morning in mourning and grief. They were not excited. And the woman probably woke up with an even heavier heart than the men because it was the woman's responsibility to anoint the dead body for burial. Because Jesus died right before the Sabbath, there was no time to prepare Jesus' body for for burial. And so they quickly had to put him in the tomb, but with the knowledge that in a couple days after the Sabbath was over, they would have to go back and prepare his body. And it was the woman who had to do that. So the woman woke up that morning with the dreadful agenda of having to go to that tomb to prepare the dead body of their friend and of their teacher. The woman made their way in darkness and probably in silence, each preparing themselves for what they needed to do in a few moments. But at the tomb, they find the greatest surprise. The stone is rolled away, and it reveals an empty tomb, and angels meet them and tell them that Jesus is alive. Their mourning turns into excitement. Their darkness of grief turns into light, and they want to tell the whole world the good news. They were the first to tell Jesus' full story. Like everyone else, they thought the story ended on Good Friday with Jesus' death. But God showed them the story wasn't finished yet, and threw in a surprise twist at the end that left the woman shocked, excited, and eager to share the story of Jesus' life death, and resurrection. Stories hold power. A power to be still and to reflect. A power to take us away from our present reality and to a different reality, whether that's an imaginative reality or to a different time. And stories hold a power to remember. Remember. I remember when I was a little girl, I loved listening to my grandmother um, tell stories of what her life was like growing up in World War II. She told me stories, for example, of how they would have to buy margarine in packets. And it was her responsibility to um, break the color capsule inside of it and to work it through the mixture to dye it. She also told me stories of how they had to buy food with food ration stamps and she showed me what those looked like and uh, there's one story that stood out of a christmas gone by that um, christmas eve came and the mail came in and there wasn't a package that she was expecting from a family member and so she was heartbroken you know she was expecting this and it meant a lot to her to have it and But a post office worker, after their shift had ended, found the package that had gotten misplaced and went back out into the snow out of their way to deliver it to a little girl just in time for Christmas. As a little girl hearing these stories, I was brought back to a time very different from my own. The stories reminded me of one, how lucky I was to grow up in the time I was living in, but two, to help me to remember the past, not to return back to those times, but just to remind me of a different time. Andrew and I told each other stories this past week of Easter's gone by, of spending the holiday with family members, some of them no longer living of remembering what we used to get in our Easter baskets as kids, of remembering special Easter services that stick out in our minds. And of course, on Facebook, I'm already starting to see the memories of Easter's gone by since we started having kids, and the memories that we've been making with them as well. These stories call us to remember. Remember. To remember the good times and the bad times. To remember the lessons we learned. To remember those we love who might no longer be with us today. We are called to remember our stories and our family's stories. And then we tell others those stories so that they will remember and tell others and continue that cycle. we are called to remember that Jesus lives. There is power in remembering that story. The women told us their story of the first Easter morning, of finding the tomb empty, of finding Jesus alive. They told us their story so that we would believe them and remember the story of Jesus and of what Jesus did for us. We remember the story of how Jesus died on that cross on Friday, but three days later rose again and is now alive and sits by God's side, inviting us all to come and to know God's love for us. That's a story to believe. That's a story to remember. That's a story to tell. There is a power in remembering Jesus' death and resurrection, a power in remembering God's victorious love for us then and for us now. This past week, the world watched in horror as the Cathedral of Notre Dame burned. We watched as the famous spire crashed down. Fire pouring out of windows that were once stained glass. We know that church is more than a building, but to see a building that has stood for centuries, that is considered sacred space to millions, a place where many felt the love and spirit of Jesus is absolutely devastating. But then we saw the pictures right after the fire. And I think that most of us, when we saw these pictures, I think one, we were first of all surprised how much remained Um, and was not destroyed um, while we were still devastated by how much was destroyed. But um, but we were surprised how much remained in the midst of that, that destruction. But this picture in particular really stood out to me. It might be a little hard to tell with some glare, or it's a little dark, but it's right after the fire, as soon as it was safe to go in. You can literally see the smoke still rising, but yet you see that cross, not destroyed, shining, almost glowing in the midst of that destruction. It's a captivating, powerful picture that tells a thousand words. For me, seeing this picture reminds me of the power of Jesus' story. The story of Jesus is that in the end, love will win. In the end, even when chaos, destruction, and evil threaten to destroy us, we know a power far more powerful than the evil of this world. And we will not be overcome. Jesus was not overcome by the evil that terrible Friday, and he showed us three days later that not even death could hold power over him. Jesus has defeated death for us so that we who believe in him will one day live with him forever. The woman first told that story 2,000 years ago, and now today, all these years later, we are still telling that story of a love that survives even death, of a Savior who came to die for us to show us his love for us. As we tell that story once again this Easter morning, may we never forget and always tell others the power of the story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Amen.